0: I was asked a few months ago to sit as a mediator between a couple, two Arab women, middle-aged, who had started dating and faced many challenges. I happily agreed, but on the day of the meet-up, one of the ladies ditched the meeting, but the other one showed up and we had a great chat. Communication is king or queen, it's royal, and it kept coming up over and over again in our conversation. The thing about communication is that it's easy for someone to advise other people to communicate. How hard could it be? I would like you to put the toilet lid down when you're done, or I don't appreciate it when you ghost me, and or I feel on an edge around you because you stir up feelings that make me feel vulnerable and vulnerability makes me feel uncomfortable. But we all know that speaking our truth comes with practice and knowing your values and who you are, along many other factors. Some of you may relate to the miscommunication going on between the two women. One of them would tell the other that she's feeling unwell because she drank too much. And the response to that would be, I hope you feel better soon. Try to get some rest. Sounds pretty reasonable, sah. Unfortunately, it led to a fight where the one feeling unwell was expecting her partner to drive to her in the middle of the night and be with her. It was an unspoken, uncommunicated expectation. And to her, it was one hell of a romantic gesture. After a few rounds like these, the lady who spoke to me thought have al theirs. So when her partner mentioned that she's cranky and got her period, her response to her partner immediately was, I'm going to get into my car and come over and spend some time with you. The interesting thing is that that response still got her into trouble and she was asked not to come over and give her partner space. Because there's too much uncertainty and lack of clarity between what they both want out of this relationship. And it became a vicious cycle and harb asab for both of them because fighting constantly didn't feel good to either one of them. It's important to show up in a relationship, but it's also important to know how and when to show up because there are two people involved and not just one. There's an Arabic saying, or something like that. Sometimes we hide behind emotional immaturity because of our insecurities and wounds. Also, most of us were not taught to process our feelings, so, When we find a partner who is patient and tolerant to our misbehavior it is not uncommon to emotionally dump on them and act out like a child because there is that window that allows us to vent our suppressed emotions and hurt that we weren't allowed to express before but here's what's happening to the other person she's feeling rejected when she says something nice it's not good enough, and when she initiates something that's a tip that a typical loving girlfriend would do, she is asked not to. And this leads to frustration. In relationships, telepathy between two people is sexy. It's beautiful. But it's not a benchmark to how much the other person loves you and must understand your every need. Using codes can be fun. But unless these codes are clarified between two people, then it's important to understand that sometimes the other person will miss the sign and it's important for you to show up as an equal and help them realize it and by speaking to them about it, not shouting or accusing them of not loving you or getting you. It is not our job to fix someone. It is not our job to make up for someone's childhood or bad experiences. It's our job to, so- to sort out our internal challenges, to allow a safe space and better communication for the two involved. Because in the end, no matter how much you love that person, whatever they are experienced is not your story. It is theirs. And the universe and God has plots coming your way and you need to show up for them in the best way possible for you. Communication outside the bedroom helps break down walls inside the bedroom. And that's the beauty about communication. It builds a different bond with your partner. It helps bridge an understanding between what is within limits and what is off limits with minimal frustration and feelings of rejection. It's a bond that is non-sexual, and there are so many ways to express a connection and love that is far from sex. Listening and communicating is one of the big ones. Frustration is a feeling that is common. But frustration and rejection could tip the scales for a person and they can feel lonely. And loneliness becomes a bit dangerous because it could potentially lead to someone feeling that their personal worth is based on whether or not their partner has agreed to have sex with them or not. So what's the key? Creating a safe space for communication letting go of the cultural scripts in your head on how sex should be. And if they love me, then they will do this or that for me. Think of the two women I just mentioned and how the gap tripped them hard. I'm going to speak later about the cultural scripts around sex. But for now, if you were to create a safe space for communication, it would be something along the lines of allowing the other person to express what they like and dislike while you actively listen without interruption. And then, when they are done, and only when they're done, you give yourself permission to let them know what you like and dislike while they actively listen without interruption. Rome wasn't built in a day. And just because two people have an instant connection and decide to be together doesn't mean that everything else needs to fall into place right at once. Thank you for listening in and see you next time.